Morning in progress. Okay, we're up to Daf Samach Tes Amid Aleph by the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, "Rav Tarfin Oimer, Rav Tarfin says he figured out a way. We know that when someone has a mamzer, the kids are mamzerim, so there's no way to end the chain." Rav Tarfin said he has a, a way to do it. Yecholim mamzerim l'tahar. He has a, a solution of how a person who's a mamzer can have children that are not mamzerim. How so? Keita, what does he do? Mamzer shenasa shivcha havlad evet. So he says what the mamza has to do is he has to marry a Canaanite slave. Now, the Gemara is going to ask whether he's allowed to. A Canaanite slave, again, is a guy that you table in the mikvah. They have some halachas of a Jew, some halachas of a guy. Then when you free them, they become Jewish. So now a, a Yisrael is not allowed to marry a Canaanite slave. The Pesach says, You're not allowed to do that. So maybe a mamzer can, maybe he can't. So what the Gemara will discuss this. The point is, if a mamzer marries a Canaanite slave, then the child is not a mamzer, says Rav, Rav Meir, Rav Tarfin, the child is a, is a slave. Then if you free the child, he becomes a Jew. If the master emancipates the child, the child is a Jew. Rav Lazar disagrees, he says, Rav Lazar disagrees, he says, the child's a, a, a mamzer and an Evid, so it doesn't help. Okay. See, here's the kasha. The kasha is, when Rav Tarfin says that a mamzer should marry a shifcha, is that allowed? Or he's just saying, it's aser, but kedushin is typhus, if he were ever to do it, the child... Meaning, is he saying how logically this is permissible, or this is a loophole, that if the person doesn't have error, there's a way to end mamzeres? So, Rav Tarfin l'chachil kamar is he saying that it's allowed, meaning, and when the Torah asers a Jew marrying a shifcha kananis, maybe it only asers a full-fledged Jew that has good lineage, but a mamzer maybe is permitted to marry a shifcha, or perhaps it's aser. And Rav Tarfin is just saying, if you did it, it'll work. So, Tashima. <coughs> They told Rav Tarfin as follows. They told Rav Tarfin, your Eitzah does not help for, it helps for a Mamzer, it doesn't help for a Mamzeres. Now, why not? So perhaps it's like this. If you feel that according to Rav Tarfin, it's not really allowed. So then how would this, how would anyone do this? They'd have to pretend they're a slave. They'd have to go to a location where a rabbi doesn't know who they are. Again, if it's actually Oseder you're not going to get a rabbi to sign off on it. So they're going to have to go to a location where they don't know who they are. They're going to have to say they're a non-Jewish slave or they're a slave, and that, and then they're going to then then the rabbi will, will allow it to happen. They'll say they're a slave, so the rabbi will allow them to marry a Canaanite slave, to be with a Canaanite slave. But if you therefore, if that's what it means, then it makes a lot of sense. Only men are practically going to do this. Women are not going to travel somewhere where no one knows who they are and pretend they're a shifcha. Like, it's not going to happen. So he said to Rav Tarfin, you helped the mamzer, but you didn't help the mamzeres. But if you hold that it's l'chachila, we marry them off, then why can't the mamzeres do this? It must be this is a practical thing, that really it's aser. Men are willing to do this, you know, trickery, these games, and not women. But if you actually say that a mamzer is allowed to marry a shivcha l'chachila. Mamzeres nami tesevlavda. So why can't a mamzeres marry a, a a slave, a male slave? So the answer is like this. Really, it's mutal l'chachila. So why doesn't this help women? A mamzer is going to l'chachila marry a shivcha. The child is going to be a shivcha. The child is going to be an ev. But a mamzeres, it doesn't help. Why? Because if a mamzeres marries a non-Jewish slave, the child will be a Jew, and the child will be a mamzer. Why? Because when it comes to avodim. Avadim only have connection to their moms. They have no sheiches to their fathers. The Gemara says, Eved ain lechayis. And Eved has no relationship with his, with his father. Therefore, 
this solution of Rav Tarifin does not help for a mamzeres because if she marries a, a Canaanite slave, the child is not a slave because the child has no sheiches to the, to the father. Am they're like donkeys. They don't have sheiches to their mothers that they cling to. Fine, the fathers they have no sheiches bechlal, and therefore really a mamzer is lechachila allowed to marry a shifcha, but it's not an eitzah for a mamzeres because it won't help by a mamzeres because the child will be misyaches to the mom who's a mamzer to mamzeres and it won't be misyaches to the father who's a slave. Tashima, another attempt at a source. Ushpezichte de Rav Simloi, mamzer. Rav Simloi's landlord was a mamzer, and he had a kid. And he said, if, you would have, if I would have met you before you had a kid, I would have given you an eitzah of how you could not have a mamzer kid. And I would have told you the solution of a shivcha. That implies that he's l'chachila. He's saying, I could have told you this. If it means that it's also, why would Rav Simloi tell his landlord to do something also? So the answer is, What he meant was, he wasn't actually going to tell him to marry a shivcha. He was going to say, you should steal. And then you'll become a slave, and then you'll be allowed to marry a shifcha. So Rashi says, so you're going to tell him to steal? That's what you're going to tell him? So Rashi says the Gemara could have asked this. Okay. Other Rishonim say what he meant was, he would just tell him, if you ever stole something, you would... It's, a, it's shver. The point is, he's saying that I, really it's not mutter for them to marry a shifcha. So what does it mean that he would have given him eitzah? He would have given him eitzah, that if you ever steal, you'll be sold as a slave, and then you'll be allowed to marry a shifcha. Wait a minute, so you're telling me that the Eitzah was, he was going to tell him that if you steal, you become a slave. They didn't have slaves, Jewish slaves, in the times of Rav Simloi. Were there Jewish slaves that can marry a shifcha? That didn't exist anymore. Once they stopped keeping Yoival, then the laws of an Evidivri also stopped. In the times of Rav Simloi, there was no longer Yoival, so there was no longer Evidivri. So what type of Eitzah? It must be that the Eitzah of Simlai would have told him is, I would tell you, you could have married a Shifcha, so you see that it's L'chachil, you can marry a Shifcha. And that's the Halacha. Okay? Rav Lozer, I'm Mamzer. disagrees. He says, no. If a Mamzer marries a Shifcha, the child is a Mamzer Shifcha. Mamzer Evan. I'm Rav Lozer, my time at the Rav Lozer. What's Rav Lozer's reasoning? Now, why, why is Rav Tafin feels this way? Because we had yesterday, the Apostle says, which is that a Shifcha and her children are the same. Which means, if a Mamzer marries a Shifcha, the child's not a Mamzer, it's a Shifcha. So why does Rav Lozer disagree with this? Rav Lozer says, I'll tell you why. The Apostle says regarding a Mamzer, that by a Mamzer, just generally, the Halacha is that when it comes to a Shifcha that has a child, the child is... Misyachas after the mam. But a mamzer is different because the pasuk says loy, which means that when it comes to a mamzer, we always go after the psul. As long as one of the parents is a mamzer, it overrides the rule of a regular shivcha. The Ramadan who disagree with this, they say that that pasuk that says that you always go after the parent, whichever parent is a mamzer, the child is a mamzer, that's dafka by a Jew that marries a mamzer, not by a mamzer that marries a shivcha. Okay, that's a Jewish woman who marries a mam, uh, That's a Jewish woman who is a mamzeris. If a man marries a Jewish woman, is a mamzeris. The kids are mamzer. Meaning, why would I think not? Because normally you go by the dad. Kamash malon. When it comes to mamzer, you go by the mom as well. But when it comes to a shivcha that the pasuk says that isha biladel they always go by the mom. If the mom's a shivcha and the dad's a mamzer, the kids are shivcha and not a mamzer. You might think you might think that when the dad's a regular Jew and the mom's a mamzeris. The kid should not be a mamzer because the kid should go by the dad. The Pasuk says no. How does Rav Lazar respond? Because Rav Lazar says 
that as long as one of the parents is a mamzer, even if the mom the mamzer shivcha, the kids a mamzer, he says very simply. Again, according to according to the Rabbanon and Rav what do they say? They say by a regular Jew, you normally go by the dad. The pasuk says no, by a mamzer it overrides the rule. But by a shivcha, you always go by the mom. So Rav Liezer says the same thing. The same way, normally you go by the dad. But the Pasuk says mamzer is different. So normally with a shivcha, you go by the mom. But the Pasuk says it's different. Normally by a Jew, you go by the dad. But by a mamzer is different. So by a shivcha, even though normally you go by the mom, by a shivcha, also loyafke, mamzer is different. The Rabbanon who feel that by a shivcha you don't go by the dad if the dad's a mom, so you go by the mom. The reason why a shivcha is different is you can't go by the dad because the shivcha is like a behema. So the, there's no way you're going to go by the dad. There's no messiahs by a behema to the father. The mother, that's where, that's where the baby came from. So therefore, they feel generally by a Jew, normally you go by the dad, but the pasuk by a mamzer said it's different. And if the mom's a mamzer, it's the kid's a mamzer. But by a shivcha, you don't care about the dead bechlal because the shivcha is like a behema, and the behema is no shaykhs to the the, the the father that's mating. It's it's all that matters is the mom. Okay, new topic. The Mishnah describes like this: when Ezra went up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, he brought with him ten different types of Jews. He brought up a lot of Jews that were not perfect. The yichus was terrible. I'm sure hashkafically there's an Indian of this that it shows you that Dafka, the people that are flawed, can rebuild Eretz Yisrael. And then maybe that's a you know a good thing to know about these days. But uh, on a deeper level, a practical level, halachically, he knew that Eretz Yisrael was going to be where all the rabbanim were, and he wanted to take all the shilas of Yochsin with him because he knew that if he left them in Bavel, it'll be too tricky. The rabbanim of Bavel will not be able to handle it. So he took all the mamzer, all the nisin, all the chalalim with him because he knew Eretz Yisrael they'll be able to handle it. Asara Yochsin level ten genealogical categories went up to Eretz Yisrael went up to Eretz Yisrael, the government's going to ask, what's the Lashon? Kahanim, Levim, Yisraelim, those three. Chalolim, which are disqualified, Kahanim, Gerim, Gerim, Harurim, freed Canaanite slaves, which are a type of Gerim. Mamzerim, Nesinim, Nesinim were the people that uh, tricked Yeshua, they converted, um, so they were quasi-Jews, Shtuki and Asufi, we'll see what they are in a moment. So who's allowed to marry whom? Kahanim, Levim, Yisraelim, Mutun, Kahanim, Levim, Yisraelim, can marry each other. Levim Yisraelim Chalolim Geirim Charurim. Levim and Yisraelim can marry Chalolim. They can marry Geirim and they can marry uh, freed slaves. Kehanim cannot marry Chalolim. Kehanim cannot marry slaves. Geirim. Geiri Charori Mamzeri Unusini Shtuki Vasufim Kulum Matarim Zabazah. But a regular Kain Levi Yisrael cannot marry any of these people. But Geirim are allowed to marry Mamzerim. They're allowed to marry Nesinim, Shtuki, and Asufi. All can marry within each other. Okay. <coughs> What are Shtuki and Asufi? Elam Shtuki. Shtuki is Koshu Makras Ima Vein Makras Aviv. Shtuki is where you know who the mom is, you don't know who the dad is. A Jewish girl had a couple boyfriends, she doesn't know who the father is. That baby is a Shtuki. And Asufi, and obviously the problem is if you don't know who the father is, it gets Shilas of maybe the father is a Mamzer, maybe the father was a guy. And Asufi is Koshu Nesaf Minashok Vein Makras Lois Aviv. Asufi is. You know, a kid, uh, you know, was delivered at a Jewish hospital. You don't know who the father or the mother is. Abishol hayekayilu shtuki baduki, and Abishol would change. He wouldn't call a shtuki a shtuki, he would call it a baduki. Okay, the Gemara will analyze this. Okay. Fine. The Gemara is a kasha. Why does it say, Asari yuchsim alu mebavl? They went up from bavl. 
this the whole Chul Eretz Yisrael. Instead of saying that they went up from Babel, shouldn't it say they went to Eretz Yisrael? What's the purpose of saying going up from Babel? So, Mil and to tell you something completely uh, parenthetically, and that is that Eretz Yisrael is higher than Babel, and Yushalayim is the highest of Eretz Yisrael, and the Beis is the highest part of Eretz Yisrael. Kedetanya, Go up to that place of the Beis Hamikdash, Melamid. She Beis Hamikdash gavoyim mikol Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael gavoyim mikol Aratzis. So therefore, it says Olu mi Bavil because Bavil to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is higher both in physicality and in spirituality. Bishlam Beis Hamikdash gavoyim mikol Eretz Yisrael. I understand. I have a source that Beis Hamikdash is the highest point of Eretz Yisrael. Hand the chizuk. Go to the next page. Divrei Rivois b'sharecha v'kamta v'alisa. The pasuk says when it describes going to Yerushalayim v'kamta v'alisa, you go up. V'alisa, you'll go up. So you see, Beis Hamikdash is higher than the rest of Eretz Yisrael. El Eretz Yisrael gavoy mekal Eretz Yisrael. But how do you know Eretz Yisrael is higher than the rest of the world? Because the pasuk says lachain hinei yomim boim nu Hashem. Days are coming. Leyom roid chay Hashem ashehelas bnei Yisrael meretz Yisraelim. Right, it's describing the times of Yisrael Mashiach. That. No, I'm sorry. This is a pasuk in Yirmiya. The pasuk says that it, you'll no longer say that it's the ta- the place that Hashem took us out. Helas bnei Yisrael took us out to go up from Egypt to Eretz Yisrael. Rather, Hashem is going to take us out into Golis. But what do you see when it describes going from Eretz Yisraelim to Eretz Yisrael? It says Hela going up. You see, Eretz Yisrael is higher than Egypt. Okay, so that's why it says Olu Mibavel to show you that Eretz Yisrael is higher. Here's the Kasha though. I understand the, the word Olu has to be in the mission to show you that Eretz Yisrael is higher. But why does they have to go up from Bavel? It should say go up to Eretz Yisrael? The answer is Mesayela Rav Lazar. It's a proof to Rav Lazar. Dam Rav Lazar, Loi Ola, Ezer Mibavel, Achi Yasa, Kipsoilis Nikiyavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
Rava is Rava is Rava who feels that they that Ezra took them up, Ezra schlepped them up. He agrees with Avalazar's teaching. He's following Avalazar's teaching that because that that Ezra that Ezra clarified Bavel and therefore he schlepped them up. By him schlepping them up, he clarified Bavel. Iba Yisem or perhaps the Kuli Am Everyone agrees with Avalazar that that. Bav, that Ezra clarified Bavel by separating all the Shailavichas. So what's the Machlaikas? According to Baya, all Ezra did was he separated the Shailavichas. He never brought them up. Meaning, he clarified Bavel by just separating and clearly delineating who's a Sufi, who's a Shtuki, who's a Mamza, who's in a Sin. He never brought them up. According to Baya, they chose to go up on their own. Rava says he clarified and brought them up. So everyone agrees he clarified them, separated them. The Shaila is, did they go up on their own or not? That's the second shot. Okay. So, Bishlar Mandarma Alu, according to Abaya, who says that they went up voluntarily, Hainudam Rav Yehudam Rashmuel, Kol Arotas Isla Eretz Yisrael, the Eretz Yisrael Isla Bavel. The Gemara says that Eretz Yisrael has better genealogy than the rest of Chotzlaret, but Bavel has the best. So, that makes sense according to Abaya. Because according to Abaya, they went up voluntarily. So, it wasn't like he clarified anything. So, they went up voluntarily. So, once you take out all the Shiloh lineage, Bavel is going to be the best. But if you say, like Rava, that Ezra forcibly brought them up, which means that when he brought them up, he told everyone, in Eretz Yisrael, these are the Asufis, these are the Ashtukis. So the question is, why is Eretz Yisrael worse than Bavel? Bavel is great, but Eretz Yisrael should be equal. Because while Bavel lost all the Shiloh of the lineage, but the, those people who were going up to Eretz Yisrael, Ezra had already clarified who they were, so everyone knew who they were. So it should be equal. If you understand, like Abaya, that that they voluntarily went up, Ezra didn't do anything about it, so then you understand why Eretz Yisrael is not as great as Bavel. But if you hold like Rava, that Ezra brought them up and clearly pointed out that's an Asufi, that's an Ashtuki, that's an you know, Mamzer, so then Eretz Yisrael should be equal to Bavel. They both should be clarified. Made the Yadinon, shouldn't he know exactly? So the Gemara says, The answer is, you're right. According to Rava, Ezra clarified and brought them up. So that first generation, Bavel and Eretz Yisrael were the same. But the problem was the second generation. The second generation, they no longer remembered what Ezra said, and now you just had a lot of Mamzerim and uh, Sufis and Shtukis in Eretz Yisrael. So the first generation, they knew what he said, because he clarified it. The problem is the second generation. Okay? Bishlam Amanda Omar Olu, according to Abaya, that they went up voluntarily, the Pasuk says that as they were traveling, Ezra realized that the Levim that went with him were no longer able to serve in the base of Mikdash because they were they were uh, deformed on their hands, they had hurt themselves so that they wouldn't be able to sing for Nebuchadnezzar so it says that as they're traveling they're going by the river they were there for three days Ezra says I looked around and I saw that there were no good Levim that could serve in the base of Mikdash he noticed that then so if you say they all went up voluntarily and Ezra did not sift everybody, then it makes sense that while they're traveling, he noticed that there were no good Leviim. But if you say like Rava, But if you say like Rava, that Ezra clarified and separated everyone, then shouldn't he know exactly who's with him before they even start traveling? He should notice halfway through that there are no good Leviim. He should notice that right away? The answer is, The answer is, he knew categories of people. He separated Mamzerim, he never noticed the, he knew the Levine were there, he never analyzed to see if they were healthy, he never, like that's he wasn't looking for. The answer is, he was separating who was a Mamzer, who was a Shtuki, and who was an Asufi. He didn't focus on the Levine so much. Okay. Now, the Gemara said in the Mishnah, I'm sorry, the Mishnah said 
that the Jews that went up were Kehanim Levim Yisrael and seven other categories. How do we know that Kehanim Levim Yisrael went up? The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, The Kehanim and Levim, all of Klal Yisrael went up. This is a clear Pasuk in Ezra that they traveled. Okay, then the next people that went up were Chalolim, Gerim, and Harurim. Chalolim in all, and how do I know the Chalolim went up from uh, Eretz Yisrael? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. The Tanya, the Bryce says, Rabbi Yosem, you want to know how great a Chazaka is? A Chazaka means that Cheskis Kashrus. A Chazaka. Shenema the Pasuk says, Mnei Kahana b'nei Chaviyah b'nei Akoyitz b'nei Barzeli, Ashalokach m'breis Barziloi ha'gilodi isha. So, the Pasuk says that some of the Kahanim family took non-Jewish wives. That obviously makes a Chalol. The problem was, Ba'yikra Hashemam, El Bikshuk Savma Hasyach Shem V'leinimtsu, the Mesyach Hashem, which was um, um, yeah I'm sorry they looked at the yichus there were a couple families that they wanted to find out the yichus to try to investigate to make sure that no non-Jewish women had infiltrated the Kehanim families but they couldn't prove it so Nehemiah said to them you will no longer be able to eat kachim until the Urim Batum comes and clarifies. And because there's no Urim Batum in the second base of Middash, it was his, Nehemiah's way of saying, until Mashiach comes. Basically, there were a couple families that because Chalolim uh, had infiltrated the family and they couldn't prove who was kosher or not, they no longer could eat kachim. Now, two things you see from this. First of all, Chalolim went up, because these Jews went up. Secondly, now the Brisa said, I'll show you how strong a Chazak is. What's that? Because these Jews were not able to eat kachim. Because it's a Shiloh of the Yichus. The implication is they couldn't eat Kachim because they hadn't been eating Kachim for 70 years. Truma, that they have been eating, they could continue eating Truma. Gedoyle Chazaka, that even though there's a Shiloh of Yichus, a Shiloh of Chalolim, that prevented them from eating Kachim, they were allowed to eat Truma. That's a Chazaka. Vamer Lehem, Hareyatem Bechazkesem. That Nechemiah said to them, You have a Chazkes Kashrus. Now I'm not going to. Now there's a Shiloh in the Chazaka, so I'm not going to allow you to eat Kachim, but. Whatever you were doing till now, you can keep the previous status, which is what have you been eating during Golas? Now, again, the reason why we quoted this is to prove that Halolim went up there. But now that we analyze this, and so now the question is so they were only allowed to eat Truma but not Kachim. The problem is, there's a Shailin Ksubis. If you have a Kayan that eats Truma, is that enough over time to prove that they have good Ichos? Now, to allow them to serve in the base of English. Now, you're allowing them to eat truma, but not to eat kachim. That would obviously tell you that truma will not lead, that because someone eats truma does not necessarily mean that they're allowed to eat kachim. Oh, but according to the opinion that holds that if a koyan eats truma, we allow them, we are maila the yichus, that we assume that they're 100% kosher kohanim, then how could Nechemia allow them to eat truma and not allow them to eat kachim? If you allow them to eat truma, they're going to eat kachim. Over time, aren't they going to say, well, if they didn't trim them, they're kosher. The answer is, Shani The answer is, in general, if a Kayan just shows up out of nowhere and no one knows who he is, but he's eating trim them, he's kosher. That, those specific families, everyone knows, Nechemia said, you cannot eat kachim because it's a Shailin Yichos. Therefore, them, for specifically, we're not concerned that truma will lead to kosher. So, wait a minute. So, you're telling me that we don't actually know if they're kosher, but we're just going to allow them to continue what they were doing. Oh, you see how strong a chazak is. That's not a chazaka. If there was chazkas kashrus, we would be elevating them a little bit. We're not. We're not saying anything. We're just saying status quo. Chazaka is not status quo. Chazaka means that we assume that they're kosher, but we're not assuming. How is this a chazaka? 
The answer is the The answer is during the seven years of Galus, they were allowed to eat truma derabanan truma. And now they're eating truma veritz Yisrael, which is truma deraisa. Uh-huh. So the answer is so that not only we're going to allow them to do status quo, which is truma, we're going to elevate them to permit them to have truma deraisa. Rebbe say another answer. Or another answer. That even in Eretz Yisrael, they were only allowed to eat Truma de Rabbanon. They were not allowed to eat Truma de Raisa. I so what's Midiraisa, Midirabbanon, Loimaskinon. And that answers the question we had before, which is don't we say that if you eat Truma, then we'll eventually assume that you're a good Kaya and we'll allow you to eat Kachim? The answer is they were not allowed to eat Truma de Raisa. They're only allowed to eat Truma de Rabbanon. Oh, so back to the original Kasha. If they're only allowed to eat Truma de Rabbanon, then what's this Grace Chazaka? They're just doing what they were doing before. It's like, G'day Chazaka implies that there's an elevation. There's no elevation. They were allowed to eat Truma de Rabbanon. So first we said they can now eat Truma de Raisa. But now we're saying, no, they can only eat Truma de Rabbanon still. So what's G'day Chazaka? The answer is, now that Truma de Raisa is available, I could have said like this. During the 70 years, we allowed them to eat Truma de Rabbanon. And there was no concern of asering it gezero that they might come to eat truma de raisa. But now that truma de raisa is back because they're back in Eretz Yisrael, you could see that we should aser truma de rabbanon lest they come to eat truma de raisa. Kamashwan gadol chazaka that will allow them to keep the status quo. But there's more of a reason to aser now. Kamashwan not asering it. Okay, so you're telling me that the kehanim at that time of those kehanim were only allowed to eat truma de rabbanon, not truma de were only allowed to eat truma de rabbanon, not not kachim. Not true with the Raisa. Doesn't the Pasuk say, Nechemia says that they can't eat Kodesh Kedoshim, which implies, that implies that they only can't eat Kodeshim, but they can eat Truma. So you're telling me they're allowed to only eat Truma the Rabbanon? This implies they can eat Truma the Raisa. When he says Kodesh Kedoshim, what he meant is nothing that's called Kodesh, meaning nothing Truma, and nothing called Kodesh Kedoshim. When he says Kodesh Kedoshim, he meant to include Kodesh, which is Truma, and Kodeshim, which is Kodeshim. So it's not, the Torah is not just answering Kodeshim, allowing Truma, it's answering Truma the Raisa and Kodeshim. This is outlawing Truma, which is called Kodesh, that's a reference to Truma. And not referring to Kodeshim, the Amr Mar, the Amr Kro, Ubas Kain Kisel Zar, so you see, Trumas Kodshim, that's a reference, Kodshim is a reference to Kodshim. So therefore, Kodesh and Kodoshim are two distinct items, one being Truma and one being Kodshim. I'll stop here.